right, what's up? We're back with another edition of the Leo G Show. I am Leo G, and podcasting is what I like to do. I guess this is what I like to do. This is uh, episode 27, and we've had a bunch of foolery, snafus, and all kind of just technical difficulties trying to record episode 27, but I hope, hopefully, hopefully we will get it right this time. So we're jumping into this episode, man. We're going to talk about what we, uh, one of the things and one of the the basis of this podcast was talking about sports, specifically Atlanta sports. So we're going to get back to the roots tonight. We're going to talk some Atlanta sports. Specifically, we're going to talk about them Falcons. We're going to talk about them Hawks. And we're going to talk about just a bunch of stuff tonight. And so hopefully Jay's with me tonight. I don't know. Sometimes he likes to come in and sometimes he, I don't know. He has a lot of stuff going on up in Seattle. And sometimes he'd be like the hell with these Atlanta sports. He doesn't care. Um, so maybe he'll jump in tonight on on the show. I don't know. Um, this might be the one where I just sit through the whole thing and not say anything. I swear I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit through the entire <laughs> show, not say anything. And you're like, well, maybe he'll get in. It's like, nope, I'm just an audience member who's not participating. No applause. <laughs> what up, Leo? How That's you doing? It. I'm good, man. Money, weed, and of course, the B word, because I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're cool with money and weed, but not bitches. I feel like of one of those, like money and weed are probably the top two words. Well, m- money money is the only thing I'm cool with at this point. That's true. That's true. I mean, you have to keep a you have to keep a front. I live in a place where it's legal, so I, I will <laughs> yell. I like when I said money, weed, and bitches, like Banks' eyes were like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I like the reaction. So, he was like, uh, what? <laughs> is that this show? Yeah, that's what I do. And that's that, what I bring Banks. Money, weed, and bitches. <laughs> and no, so and with no further ado, we have another guest for tonight's show, man. I, you know, this is my this is my dog, man. This is my Atlanta sports dog. This is the man that wants all the Atlanta teams to kick ass and take names. None other than my man. There he is, Mister Antoine Banks. What's going on? What's up, Leo G? What's, what's how you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. It's been a minute, right? It's been a minute since you've been on the show. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good minute. It's been a good minute. I'm back on the saddle. Back on the saddle. Okay, that's what's up, man. Glad to have you back. So we're gonna get into this show, man. We're gonna go. We're gonna go in a little bit tonight, man, because we got a lot of stuff to discuss and talk about. I mean, Jay, we we tried to start this off on on uh, a couple <laughs> a couple of days ago, and we had some technical difficulties. We've been trying some stuff with the Leo G show. It was we got we we got to really have like a, a therapy session talking about this stuff, and I'm gonna get back, Jay. I'm, don't don't worry. I'm gonna go back in on my rant here in just a moment when we get to that segment of the show. But right. uh, starting out, we're gonna talk about some other things, man. Uh, just uh, so re- really quickly, um, we're gonna drop this show as we record now because we had some technical difficulties. I'm gonna drop this show in the morning, right? So as we talk, there's a lot of st- <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on here in Atlanta. So Banks specifically, I'm going to kick this to you really quick. Just a uh, just a quick glance over because this just happened tonight. So Atlanta United, the MLS team here, uh hopefully we're going to get some MLS. Well, we're going to get some MLS soccer here coming up really soon. April is when we're going to kick this thing off. Atlanta United, can you believe it, Banks? 5 years. It is 5 years into Atlanta United. It's unbelievable that it's been that long. You know, we were both in that parking lot of Georgia Tech tailgating and not knowing, well, I'm sorry, you knew, but I didn't know the sport that well. I still don't. But back then I was really like (laughs) on another planet when it comes to that sport. I walked in, I was looking around, I was dumbfounded. I I was almost a culture shock. Um, to, to, to come in from football and basketball and baseball and up oh, here's soccer. And I had no idea the way the fan base, how I was driven. Soccer was a whole nother sport. But five years later, we sitting here after a MLS championship, after a, was that a U.S. Open championship? And a we're Campionas Cup. And, and a Campionas Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it's you know, for five years that's that's successful. That's a very successful foregoing. And I must exactly. say, you know, I, I I look around the other league, and you know, you got teams that never did none of that at all. Exactly. You know, and exactly. I take pride in that. You know, looking at teams like Seattle, who just went to the MLS Championship and lost. You know, that's back to back losses for them. Um, 
They they will come back. I didn't mean I know no shade, dude. I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to rip that. Thing. I mean, I just live here, but okay. But it, it, it was basically saying, you know, Atlanta came from nowhere and just made this bump, just debold their way in and said, Yeah, we're here. And by the way, we got a championship, you know. And- we do have a champ. So we do have a championship. We have multiple uh trophies in the case. Uh the significance of tonight. Uh, as we record this episode is that, you know, year five for the Lenny United, we just dropped a new kit. Um, and it's yeah. indicative and, and we, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know. I got mixed feelings about the kit. We'll talk about it for just a second. Um, if you don't know about it, Google it. The kit just dropped year five, the blackout edition, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the exact, Name for it is it's made of a uh, main main charcoal gray, if you will. I don't think charcoal that's black. Gray. It's not black. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a de- it's a decent kit. Um, I'm not really let's just say I'm not really that impressed with the creativity of Adidas. I'm not a big fan of Adidas. It's like Adidas just rolls out templates and just changes like names and fonts. That's, that's all they do. It's like, okay, we see that we got, okay, this is what we got. Here we go. Here, here you go. Let's roll it out. We, it's like the creative, the creativity department with Adidas is like, whatever. But the significance of tonight, of course, like I said, five years with Atlanta United, of course, 2017 banks, we were both there inaugural game at GT. That would that will forever be uh, one of the greatest memories I've sports memories I've had in this city, man. I'm glad you were able to share it with me and be a part of it. And we still rolling with Atlanta United, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna do an episode and talk about um, MLS right before the season cranks up. But there's a lot of st- other stuff going on here in Atlanta that I want to talk about, and I'm glad Jay's here so he can put his two cents in as well. So moving right along, let's keep it going, let's keep it moving into this uh, podcast. We want to talk a little bit about. Football, NFL specifically. Uh, so now we're into the offseason of the NFL. It's over. It's done. I don't even want to talk about who won the, the, the Super Bowl. Uh, we, we're going right into the offseason and what we need to do in the offseason with uh, our Atlanta Falcons. Yes, I just said our Atlanta Falcons. I'm back on that tip because we are moving into a new regime. New head coach is Arthur Smith. New GM mm-hmm. is Terry Fontenot. So now we are moving toward April, toward the draft. Wow. What a wonderful time to be alive. New regime. Uh, Jay, did you know about these new things happening here in Atlanta with our wonderful NFL team? I I did know that. Um, I have <laughs> less I have less optimism about it, but, I mean, we'll see how it turns out. I'm excited to see if they pull it off. I feel like uh, everything I've heard about – what they have ahead of them, the biggest problem they're going to have is that they have a lot of bloat from the previous regime's bad contract management. And so they have to cut a whole bunch of bloat, but they also don't have a lot of good players. And that's just a difficult thing. Like, I'm, I guess I'm saying I'm tempering my expectations is officially tempering my expectations. Cautiously optimistic is my, nope, is my trademark. I have no optimism. <laughs> I'll be cautiously optimistic in a year or two. If, if, if we can pull out, pull out like an eight and eight, nine and seven i'll be like all right so maybe maybe we're on the right track but right now it's it's a it's an unenviable task to have to like trim out all this salary and also like add great players it's just not something well, that's easily done the, the beautiful thing with me and banks we and we talk about this quite a bit banks is that we re, as falcons fans now after 2016 it changed us right if you've been a falcons <laughs> fan for all your life 2016 actually changed us so now we literally have no expectations from year to year. Like we don't have <laughs> any expectations, right? Is that's just a thing, right? Banks, it's like we're it's, going to the to the It's like we're going through the motions, man. Um 2016 did change me. I've said it so many so many times that it changed me as a fan. You know, I don't look at the Falcons the same anymore. Not to say that I'm done with them, but it's just I'm not engaged like I used to be and I and I'm I'm ashamed to say it because I want to be engaged again. I want to be able to go to the game and just go completely batshit whenever they do a make a, a huge play, a small play. I, I usually the one that started the wave in my section. And I have not done that in <laughs> years. And and the thing is, I don't know what's happened. I I, I look back at 2016 and after that Super Bowl, it really it that that next year I was I was I was transformed. And Leo, you know so, so, you saw me and you were like, dude, what, who are you, dude? Like 
I mean, so, so banks, so, so, so banks, so here it is. Here's my formula to getting over all of the BS with the Atlanta Falcons, right? So, look, we both are season ticket holders. We go to all the games, and, you know, like I said, expectations are whatever. Like I said, I just threw out cautiously optimistic is what I am with the new regime, with a new GM and a new head coach. But, Banks, here's the thing. MBS, if we are, because we're still in COVID, I have to mention that we're still in a pandemic, people, and we'll talk about that more here in just a second. But, Banks, if I will slide this suggestion in, if we can get back into Mercedes-Benz this fall, I will give you these three things that will help you be a happier Falcons fan going into Mercedes-Benz. Number one, it's called Crown Royal. Or it's called Hennessy, or it's called Remy Martin, or, or it's called tequila, or whatever your libation of choice is. Number two, n- number two, it's called Fox Brothers Barbecue. The tachos will change your life, brother. The tachos at Fox Brothers Barbecue and Mercedes Benz will change your life. And number three, after you have taken in some of the hard liquor of choice, then Decide to go grab you a nice craft beer of choice. Mine specifically is going to be anything by Wild Haven. Uh, A-Town Down is a pretty good brew. And that's how I get through all of these games at Mercedes-Benz, man. It's it's called alcohol and food. So you want so- me to so you want me to be numb, basically, and, and walk out floating pretty hey, much. So let me ask you, you don't you don't go to the dentist. To get work done in your mouth without Novocaine, right? You absolutely right. You are absolutely <laughs> right. You are absolutely right. And so like, don't, honestly, don't forget you have to take and, and don't forget about the laughing gas. Yeah, yeah. you have to exactly. take your happiness into your own hands because you can't trust the Falcons to do it for you. You can't. Like absolutely. you need to be absolutely. You need to be happy. Just walk out. Be like you know what? I had a great time. I had some great food. Some great beer. Did my team lose? Of course. But I had a great time watching them lose. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, will, you I will say this. I will say this. Coming to the new regime, I do have a clean slate. You know, I never felt this way. Not even when Mike Smith was there. You know, Mike Smith was there. I was still passionate with the team. I still had hope. But with something about Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn came in and snatched all my joy. And it's just something about his coaching style after that Super Bowl. It just really it didn't rub me the right way. And I feel like a new regime would probably do me some good. And I think probably going forward, I'm on board with Arthur Smith. I'm on okay. board with Terry Fontenot. I okay. really feel like he has a plan. And I think it's going to probably take a couple of years to to see it through. And I'm patient. I'm waiting. I want to see it. I want to see it through. And it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay, man. It's going to be okay. Trust me. It's going to be yeah. all right. But like I said, once again, it's, 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 it's alcohol. It's, it's good food. And I think that's probably the basis why they, they put so many good restaurants in Mercedes-Benz, right? They was like, you know what? We got to give them something. So like y'all said, Fox, <laughs> if you, so, so shout out to everybody that's listening to the podcast. If you ever get an opportunity to go to Mercedes-Benz, stop at Fox Brothers, get the tachos or the smoke wings, and have yourself a merry good time at the damn stadium, right? Because, I mean, hey, at this point, we're still trying to figure this whole thing out. We're going to get into it right now. So listen, here's what I would say well, is just just as a as a side note. Here's what I would say is the best reason if you're a fan and you're looking for optimism. Um, really, Dan Quinn didn't recover losing the majority of his like assistant coaching staff after that Super Bowl. Losing the Super Bowl was rough, but then losing the majority of his staff, he he really never recovered. With uh, like, I think the offensive coach I want to say it was Kiffin, and, I, and I, it's been long enough. No, to it wasn't I'm, Kiffin. It wasn't Kiffin. Was, it was Kyle Shanahan. Was, there we go. Are you uh, NJ? Are you a fan? Come on, man. No, <laughs> I mean I, I am, but I'm saying like like give me a minute. I I, I can confu- I've legit confused Atlanta and Alabama. Forgive me. Um, <laughs> Ow. Damn. Yeah, exactly. I, I right know. Man. I know it doesn't make sense, but I, le- I legit I legit confuse like that era is just swamped because I was really into both at that time period, and then I kind of got away from both at the same time. It's just it's weird. But anyway. <laughs> The point is, is that I feel like he never really recovered from that. And if you are a fan, the thing that you should take away from this is that the coaching staff is gone. It's a clean slate there. And then the front office is gone because they never also really did anything to give them the personnel they needed to try to win. I mean, I I love a lot of the players on this team and I have a personal connection to them. But after that Super Bowl, uh, there should have been like an influx of new talent, especially considering that they were, you know, in a Super Bowl. Yes, of course. 
one of the worst comebacks of all time. I'm not going to get into that. But you were still in a Super Bowl. You should have been able to like lure more talent to Atlanta, and we did not. We didn't really bring in any superior talent to Atlanta to make us better. And, and not like to mention, and, and not to mention, we've huh. been going on what 15 years now looking for a pass rush now, 15 well, years okay. and counting. So, so, so if we could do a dive into that part, part of that is the fact that we have a lot of money tied up into like basically three positions on that team, right? So that's partly yeah. why we could never really get on board with getting the pieces in here that we need. So we're moving forward, and let's talk about the new regime, and we'll get into that right now. We'll talk about what's going on with the Falcons in the draft. So draft's coming up in April. It's going to actually be on Banks' birthday. Shout out to Banks and, and, and your birthday in April. is going to be on your birthday, so we're moving forward into that. So this is going to be a weird year with the draft, right? Uh, the draft is always one of those – the NFL has made it a big thing. Even in COVID last year, like the, the draft is a big thing. The, the NFL has found ways to market and make everything very, very big with, with that organization. So last year we were trying to figure out like, how is the NFL going to do this in, in, in the pandemic? And they found a way to do it. They did everything virtually, which was cool. And we still had all of the nostalgia, all of the, the drama of the draft, being virtual and I think it was cool and I think this year we're going to actually do the same thing as well so we're moving into the draft this is the first time in a long time that the Falcons have drafted this high and I I don't know if I want to say this is a good or a bad thing but like we've had some moderate success we haven't won a championship so we haven't drafted this high I want to say since like Banks if I'm not mistaken it's like when we dressed the last time we drafted this high is when we got Matt Ryan right so that's been many many moons ago it was 2008 when we drafted Matt Ryan and I think exactly yeah, so yeah so it's, it's it's been many many moons ago since we've had a draft pick this high 2008 to be exact that's a that's a long time I don't even want to do the math it's 2021 2008 was the last time so now Talking about the draft, let's go. And I'm, and I'm, I'm coming at Banks hard with this. And off air, I told him I was coming at him hard with this. So, number four, here, here we are. We know about the salary cap issues that we have. We know about all the other pressure issues that we have on this team. There's a lot of mock drafts out right now talking about what the Falcons do at the number four spot. This is going to be a very pivotal, pivotal, excuse me, pivotal, pivotal, pivotal. Damn, I can't get it out. <laughs> take another drink. Take, a, take another swig of the drink. Ah, this is a very pivotal, <laughs> pivotal moment in Falcons history in twenty twenty one. It's a pivotal it's a moment. There it is. It's a, it's a pivotal okay, moment in twenty in, in Falcons history. So this, so now with a new regime, with a new head coach and a new GM, this pick is going to literally go is is going to start the whole regime. So Banks, where do we go? So I'm, I'm I'm starting out like this, kicking it to you, asking you, where do we go at number four? And we'll talk a little bit about some of the mock drafts that we've seen. But I want your personal opinion. At number four, we're on the clock, Banks. Where do we go with this pick? Okay, this is a $64 million question. I can talk about this for a good 30 minutes. Time me. Check it well- out. <laughs> so it's the fourth pick. We can do a lot of things with that pick. We can trade out of it and get more draft picks, what I think we should do. Or we can keep it and get a quarterback or get the best player available. But we need so much stuff on this team. I can go down a list and tell you exactly what we need in order. We need a pass rush. We need another secondary. We need another linebacker. We need another offensive lineman, tackle, we guard, need, and center. We need... A running back. We need a running back. It wouldn't <laughs> hurt to get another receiver. And of course, we need a hair parent to Matt Ryan. So, you, okay, so, that, so that's about. So, with all that being said, Banks, here we are at number four. We're on the clock. Where, where do we go with this pick? For me, I would hope that they will go something on the line, on the line of scrimmage. That's offensive line or defensive line. Mainly the defensive line, because I don't want to pick. Uh, offensive line that high unless it's Sewell. I don't think Sewell's going to be there at four. But if he is, I wouldn't be mad if they took him. Everyone's going, you know, gaga over Justin Fields. I get it. He's a a popular guy that went to Georgia University who got traded to, I mean, I mean not traded, but he, he, he went to uh, Ohio State 
and everyone lost their mind. So now they feel like they need redemption and they need him back here in the Atlanta Falcons. I'm indifferent when it comes to quarterback. I don't think quarterback is your main problem. I think Matt Ryan still got a couple of years on his belt. He's fine. He just need protection. If you get a quarterback, fine. Fine. That's totally fine. I'm not, I won't be upset about it. But I will say this. If you don't go quarterback, you better address that defense. And that's all I have to say about okay, that. So, so I so so I guess I guess what we're saying is Banks is we're we're in the mindset of best available, trenches need help, and 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 that's where we go. Uh, so, Jay, I'm going to kick it to you for a minute and I'm going to give my opinion on it. And then we're going to discuss some other things that I want you know talk about as far as addressing the, the issues at hand. But go ahead, Jay. I think something that uh, Banks said makes a lot of sense. And it, it really kind of boils down into where their priorities, right? So, uh, Matt Ryan is contracted in, I think, for like two or three more years. But he has an out after next year. He can choose to leave. I think if you invest in an O-line super high, you get him to stay. And then you get at least two more years of Matt Ryan, and maybe next year you get that heir apparent that you can install up under him. If you have the opportunity, maybe you put out some fillers and find out if you can trade up in the draft and grab like a Zach Wilson, or if you can get super lucky. I think was it Trey Lawson grabbed like the other quarterback right above him. Maybe you you pull that off. Uh, but I think it, you really do have to make a binary choice of either you get the heir apparent, which means you're going to have to work, you know, to get a higher draft pick. And then you start trying to address all these other areas because, again, you need to trim salary. And the draft is the cheapest way for you to get the best talent in uh, at a lot of positions. Or, uh, you know, you diversify that pick, drop down lower, and just get more picks across the board and try to fill as many holes as you can with young talent. Admit that this year is not going to be great for you. You're going to have a lot of learning and growth this year. But in the years to come, your team's going to progress, ideally, under this coach with this system, you have a lot of new guys who are just bathed and baptized in this system across multiple years. I like that path best. I just feel like that path is going to take a lot more patience and there's going to be a lot of pain and growth going through that path. Well, I mean, the future is always at hand, right? You always got to take into consideration the future, but the NFL is a win now league. So you have to kind of take that into consideration as well. The Falcons don't That's have the luxury of sitting on Super Bowls trophies yeah. in the case right now so and if they get a quarterback the, I, the pressure for them sorry i was just if they get a quarterback yeah. the pressure for him to perform is high because if they get one matt ryan's gone i don't think he sticks around without it doesn't yeah. take his option well it, it, once again we're talking about the nfl and it is a business so here's the thing like i said the the, the falcons are an organization that does not have the luxury of sitting on trophies in the case so the thing is you have to be able to prepare for the future and you have to also be able to win. Now the Falcons have not had a winning season in the last four years. So there's pressure all the way around. Um, I think one of the intriguing things to Terry Fontenot when he took this job was trying to find a way to be successful now and to try to build uh, for the future. And the thing with Arthur Smith is, you know, seeing what he had right now with the organization and being able to build off of that and being able to, uh, uh, be adaptable moving moving forward into the future. Here's a stat, and here's something I want to talk to you guys about, and I'm going to talk about this mock draft in, uh, for just a second, and I'm going to get you guys' opinion. So since 2006, between 2006 and between 2016, there were 29 quarterbacks selected in the first round in the NFL. Between 2006 and 2016, there were 29 quarterbacks selected in the first round. There's only one quarterback that's still on the same team. Do you all know who that quarterback is? That is Matt Ryan. That's Matt Ryan. Exactly. Matt Ryan is still with the same team that he was drafted with um, so many years ago. So here's here's my thing with this mock draft. Here's the thing with the draft coming up for me. Uh, we know that, of course, Matt Ryan is not going to be here for another 10 or 15 years. He, he's not going to be here for another possibly five years. What we do know is, like Banks said, and like you said, Jay, and we alluded to, is that, that we have to – find the heir apparent. Where do we do that? Do we do that this year or do we wait? Well, here's the thing. It's simple for me. At number four, if somebody is willing to dance with you and drop back, uh, meaning that we acquire more picks um, moving forward, we, we acquire more draft equity, then we do that. But if you're at number four and with the depth at these quarterbacks that we have in this draft, you have no choice but to draft a quarterback. Now, we do know that Matt Ryan will be the starting quarterback in 2021. That is no doubt. 
But if you're looking at best player available at the number four pick, the chances are in your favor that the best player available will be a quarterback, whether it is Zach Wilson, whether it could be Trevor Lawrence, whether it could be Justin Fields, whether it could be uh, Trey Lawrence from North Dakota. I think that's where you have to go at number four. That's something that you just have to do. Now, with that being said, if you are at number four and you do take a quarterback, now here is the debate. And Banks, this is where really where I'm going to press you hard as being an Atlanta Falcons fan. At quarterback, if you're there, I mean, I'm sorry, at number four, if there are quarterbacks there, where do you go? Or as of right now, who do you see or who do you want at the quarterback position if that's what's the best available at that pick at number four? If it's quarterbacks available at number four, at that point, how what I would want is probably Justin Fields. And I don't know why I would want him over the guy from BYU. His name escapes me. Zach Wilson. But Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I'm just going by hearsay about this man. I don't know anything about him. I never watched him play. I don't know anything about him. Um he might be the best quarterback in the draft. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm just going by impulse right now, and I would just say Justin Fields. If that's available, if that's who I had to choose, it would be him. Okay. I mean, you know, that's your opinion. That's a, Jay, I, you know, given the fact that at number four we are taking a quarterback and, and, and what you know and what you feel, taking a quarterback there – who who do you feel more comfortable with and who do you want to see them take at number four if that's where we're going? Um, if I'm being honest, I don't want them to take a quarterback because I, I feel like the that's that's gonna be shaky for them. And, but, um, but but the but the question yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the question is, yeah. is for them to take it. So the reason I'm I'm, I'm getting to the answer. I feel like it's gonna be shaky for that quarterback because you know they don't have an O line. I don't know how they address that. They have issues with salaries, so a lot of people are going to be leaving. Who is he throwing to? But if we're taking someone, I say the person who probably has the best chance of like surviving that particular situation uh, is Justin Fields. I think he's shown in college that he has the type of uh, intelligence, the type of accuracy, and can make all the throws that you kind of want on a pro level to try to survive uh, with hopefully a s- average line. Fingers crossed. Um, so I, I would want to see him step in. Also, I, I just I just like him. But, uh, I mean, you know, another thing that may work, may not, I would say also Trevor Lawrence is, is a decent pick. But, yeah, it, either one of those two if, if we're going to go. Yeah. So I will say this much. At number four, I, I, am agree- I, I am in agreement with you guys. Justin Fields is a great pick. He's a great pick at number four. I feel like – the the situation here in Atlanta gives him an opportunity to grow. Um, we've heard a lot of things about Justin, and and he still needs to grow as a football player. I like the kid, um, so I I don't think that that would be a wrong uh, a wrong pick for the Falcons if they do decide to take Justin Fields at number four. If there is no other option, if they can't trade back the best available player there, because realistically, the best player available there at number four, if you get there and don't trade back to get any more draft equity would be Justin Fields, in my opinion. The second, and I don't even want to say it's the second option, it's the 1B option, would be Zach Wilson. And right now, because there there is no combine, everything is going to be straight contingent on pro days and bringing these guys in to actually watch them throw and to see what they bring to the table. It, you know, like I said, and we're all basing this on Trevor Lawrence being gone at the number one spot with Jacksonville. Then you're left with Trevor Lawrence, of course, at one I'm sorry, not Trevor uh, Zach Wilson at 1A and then Justin Fields at 1B. Yeah. And at that point, it's, a, it's basically a roll of the dice. Who do you feel more comfortable with in your system? And, Jay, you brought up a valid point when you talk about somebody like Justin Even though I watched Zach Wilson play, I watched the Coastal Carolina game with him, he has some mobility. He can do some things very special as well. But you say Justin Fields has, I guess, he's more a little more athleticism than, I guess, a Zach Wilson. And he could mm-hmm. kind of improvise a little more if you don't have a solid, offensive line and he's shown so that. with that like being, he's shown his ability and, to do that yeah 
Yeah, so with, so with that being said, that's where we stand with the draft. And these things are going to change. And Banks and I have talked about this. These things are going to change daily. This is going to be a fluid situation moving into March, moving into the 1st of April, like where these teams are going to go. And we're, we're basically all of this is speculation. Mel Kuyper being one of the mock draft gurus right now has the Falcons moving up to number two to take Zach Wilson. I mean, all mm-hmm. this stuff is going to change. It's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be fluid moving into April. But, you know, I think quarterback is something that the Falcons are going to have to address either now or later. This is, you know, Matt Ryan is not getting any younger. They're going to have to look to the future. I don't want us to be drafting this high (laughs) next year. So if you can address the quarterback situation moving forward this year, if that's the best available, I say do it. I agree. Yeah, no, I I agree. Yeah, I mean, if if that's the best available player, you exhaust all of the options. And honestly, Justin Fields, great player. I'd be excited if they got him. I, I legitimately would be. Yeah. So moving forward, man, hopefully we'll, we'll get to see this, this going on. And I wanted to have another debate with Banks, and I, want, I really wanted to press him hard about this fan base and about Justin Fields, his – about Justin Fields and the other quarterbacks that were available, but I think we'll have to save this for another time because we want to move forward and talk about some other things. Um, I have so, so much to say about that, but go ahead. <laughs> but we'll have to come back at a later date, man. We just only so much time we have in the podcast to talk about these things, and I want to move forward and talk about um, some more Atlanta sports. Uh, all, just a side note that we the cuts have begun. Um, one, one of my favorite players over the last couple of years has been a guy that just got cut in Ricardo Allen. I don't know how you feel about him, uh, Banks or Jay. Uh, Ricardo Allen, I think, has been the cornerstone of this defense. He's been um, a good, solid football player at free safety. He was just cut, um, and he was a captain of the team. I, me, personally, I'm, I'm going to miss him. He wasn't a pro bowler by any means, but this guy was a true football player, a true definition. He, he was a, a, a he studied the game. It was It was – very rarely did you see him get beat over top. Banks, how did you feel about Ricardo Allen being cut, man? Um, I was a little hurt. Um, I remember he was hurt uh, for, I think, for the season one particular year. I think it was 2018 or something like that. I can't remember what year it was. but Yeah, we had a lot of folk when go down. He let, when he went down, the whole defense changed. And I never realized that he made that much of a difference. Till he's out of that lineup, and, you know he he gets that call in on defense. He gets people lined up, and you know he brings his lunch pail to work. No, he wasn't a Pro Bowler, but he was solid, just like you said. And I I'm gonna miss him. He was a cool guy, you know. I I I thought you know he was the kind of player that he was reliable in a sense. You know, you kind of didn't worry about him on the field. On game day, like you, you know, you look yeah. at certain players like Oliver. You be like, oh God, here's Oliver. They gonna throw to him. <laughs> He's gonna give up a forty yard <laughs> touchdown. Oh God. But you, when you talk about Allen, you like you didn't worry about him. You know, he's gonna do his job. You know, and now ain't gonna get me wrong. He 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 got beat a couple of times. I mean, who doesn't? He's human. But he, for the most part, man, he was solid. And I mean, yes, I'm gonna miss him. Yeah. Shout out to Rico. A couple of other players got cut. And and just side note, moving forward, and we'll bring we'll come back with another podcast. With there's only one quarterback on this roster right now, fellas. And I and I, I, for, I forgot to mention that before we started to talk about the quarterback debate. There's only one quarterback officially on this roster right now. So that's something to look forward to moving something to look at going into free agency and going into this draft. So quarterback is coming from somewhere, either in free agency well, or in this draft. When they said they interviewed Terry Fontenot, and he said that it's good to bring in a court a quarterback via draft or free agency, it kind of gives you a sense that he's definitely going to bring in somebody. You know, if it's a retread from another team, it's either way, it's going to be some quarterbacks here competing for a job or for a backup role, for that matter. And so, like I said, you know, one quarterback, one quarterback on the roster is not going to cut it. Moving into camp. They're, they're going to have to be multiple quarterbacks on this roster. So that's going to be something interesting to see. I, I do think that there's going to be uh, a multiple quarterback situations in, in our future with the Atlanta Falcons. So we're going to have to stay tuned with that. But I want to move into the next segment of this podcast and talk about 
uh, another team here in this city. You know, I, so Jay, we 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 tried to visit this the other night when we tried to make this happen. But I want to stand on a st- uh, my soapbox for just a minute, man, and talk about the wonderful job over at State Farm Arena that this other team in the city has been doing. The Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, right? They have been doing such a wonderful job here in the city. They got me my jersey. They got me my jersey. Did they really? They got have me. You my actually, have you for real got your jersey? They gave you your refund. Yeah. They gave me my refund. Exactly. I, I still ain't got my MLK jersey, man. I'm st- I'm I'm kind of pissed. We're gonna talk. So moving into the next segment of the show, we're gonna talk about NBA. We're gonna talk about our Atlanta Hawks here for just a moment. And I'm gonna stand up on my soapbox for just a moment. Yes, I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan, diehard, lifelong Atlanta Hawks fan, and. I'm gonna talk about it here for a second, man. I ordered an MLK jersey, the the third, you know, jersey for this season, and I still I didn't see my jersey. I didn't get it. I pre-ordered it. Had to get my refund. I'm very disappointed in the Hawks as an organization, <laughs> just from that standpoint and how they treat their fans. And we're gonna talk about the team in just you, a moment. But I'm, I'm I'm hurt, man. I'm I'm seriously hurt behind that, man. Like it is I, so hard I, to get they, a black jersey of any kind. Like I've been trying to get. I've been trying to get like black versions of that jersey. Uh, I tried to get the Peachtree jersey, couldn't get that. I tried to get the MLK jersey, that is laughably difficult. Um, I tried to get. Uh, <laughs> you remember a little bit back, they had just the normal blacks, just the home blacks. I tried to get that. I have tried to and listen. You remember on MLK Day when they were like, "Yo, uh, it's MLK Day. We're debuting the jerseys." They flashed the graph. I'm watching the game live. They flashed a graphic like, "Oh, you love these MLK jerseys? Come on down to the Hawk Shop. You can get your own." I'm like, "Great, I go to Hawk Shop." <laughs> Uh, everything is sold out. It's, like the only size that's available is like youth small. So like if I'm a toddler, I can have it. <laughs> and, and like when I say everything, I'm talking Young. I'm talking Collins. I'm talking Herder. I'm talking Hunter. I'm talking Reddish. I'm talking Bruno Fernando's jersey was sold out. And that's that's when you know it's some bullshit. They sold all five of them. <laughs> like listen, this was I, yeah, I, I was furious because like literally I'm watching this live. I'm like done, go man. to the hawk I'm shop. Done. <laughs> If if we all went to the hawk shop at the same time, how did they sell out that quickly? Like, there's no way. And like you said, you had a pre order, which <laughs> it's cute that you thought that or something you ordered a month before was going to show up. <laughs> I just but love that you did that. Thing you, you about believe. it, though. I mean, but the funny thing about it, I know a couple of guys that's actually got one. Like, what did you get it from? Like, did you? They, they got it off the players' backs. They, they jacked Trey Young. They jacked Trey Young in the alley, and now they got one. Their mom jumped on the sewing machine, and <laughs> I don't know, man. It's done. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a. It's it's messed up for a popular jersey as it is. You know, watching different blogs talking about how Atlanta did it right with the city jerseys, with the MLK, that everyone, not just Atlanta, but across the nation, wanted this jersey because it was so unique and was so clean and was so fresh. But it's not available. Like, really? I mean, not even the city of Atlanta on MLK Day? I mean, if anything, that should be an abundance of that jersey on that day, for that day only, you know? How do you know that? no. So, How do you so, make an so, MLK jersey and you don't make enough for literally every black person in America and then just register <laughs> and hold those? Like, it's just every black person in America I mean, immediately put it on hold for us. So, 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 so literally, but the, the, the crazy part about it is they pre-planned this to debut on MLK Day. MLK Day. Do you, exactly. really, do you realize that they announced that jersey, like, in September? Like, yeah. it was... It was before before basketball season even started, and they said they're 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 debuting an MLK black and gold jersey, and that's how many months away? That's almost nearly four four months before the actual game debut, and you still can't get enough. What's the problem? What is the real problem here? To complete, and, you know, aside from COVID and everything <laughs> else, I mean, the issue that the issue the I got. The whole spill from, you know, oh well, it was Nike and you know, man, Nike a billion dollar company, man, really. So you mean to tell me y'all won't blame a billion dollar company for this hiccup? Like seriously, man, I think they just like you said, Banks. They they underestimated the situation. Um, they really didn't, you know, make because my thing is like there should have been an abundance of jerseys ready to go and available, man. Right. The significance of this jersey was was awesome. 
on a national level, like you said, Jay. Yeah, you, uh, the you know, Pope this has is Bernice King does not exactly, exactly, right? <laughs> you know, and Martin, Martin, Martin the Third doesn't even have one, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, but the, it's, but, it's, the, but the Pope does. The yeah. Pope, exactly. The Pope, Pope has his. Uh, you know, this was this, this this <laughs> this was a total just I don't know cluster. You know, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this podcast, but it was a total cluster by the Atlanta Hawks and dropping the ball on this whole situation. And but, I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox. No, no, you should stay on your soapbox. We need to stay on this soapbox <laughs> for like ten to fifteen more minutes because for real, the Hawks like the way they manage these t-shirts or these jerseys is a good indication of how they manage their team. They are ding, ding, not ding, doing, ding, 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 ding. It is, it is just like the mismanagement that you see trying to get a jersey is the mismanagement that you see right now happening on the floor. And like mm. we walked into this season excited. I walked into this season like, yo, we we got a we got a bench score, come off who's a microwave score. We got some great defensive players. We ha- we made a I think an amazing draft pick. And then I have just watched this little sandcastle fall to goddamn shambles. Um, basically nothing. I've, I'm, I'm still confused as to like, there's some games that I've watched us lose that I don't know how we lost them. There are games where we went to the third quarter up 20 points and then we lost by 10. How the fuck do you do that? I'm just, you want to know how you, uh, know how? you want me to tell you, I, I, I want, want someone to tell, to tell me. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> all right. They're not good. They're not yeah. good. <laughs> They're not good at They're all. They're not. They're not good at all. Because I mean, as of right now, so if I want, so so check it out. So as of right now, as we're looking at this here in the Eastern Conference, the Hawks are number eleven. They're number eleven, man. Fourteen and this nineteen. Is sad. Just got fourteen and nineteen. Man. Let me they got let me let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. They lost to the Thunder. The Thunder ain't hit no nothing. Lost to the you Cavs. Are last what week. your you are what your cat you are what your records say you are. You are that. Okay, you lost to the Knicks twice. You lost to the Cavs twice. Okay, not to mention the way you lost. You to let be fair, some... the Knicks are balling. To be fair, the Knicks Hold are balling. Hold on, like they... let me tell you something about the Knicks. The Knicks won't play no one like the Bucks like that. I promise you that. No, of course not. And okay, not be okay. Like so that. No, I get that. I, I, but they I, are. I digress. The Knicks. Are, the I Knicks digress. are under there. Yeah, they're they're playing again. They're not there yet. They're 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 better. Yes, they're better. Yes. But they're not there yet. Yeah, no. I but the Hawks are nowhere near there. They're nowhere near to where they thought they were. They was claiming they want to be a playoff team. No, you're not. You're nowhere near it. If you even slip up and get that ten spot to play a playoff a play in game. You don't even deserve that. Destroy it. You don't yeah. deserve it. Because right now you're on the outside looking in. You at 11. You I ain't mean, nowhere near that club. You are. Let me look at it. You are right now. You're 14 and 19. 14 and 19. You're 8 and 9 at home, meaning that you won. You lost more than you won at home. And I ain't going to talk about your away Man. schedule. No, I'm three sorry. And seven, three and I'm, 7 I'm of sorry. the last 10. You're six and ten on the road, so you are what your records say you are. Absolutely. Don't give me that crap about injuries. Injuries happen to every team in the league, but guess what? Yeah. Good teams know how to push through. I will say this: I, th- I think, and, and uh, I think the biggest issue is, and we're gonna we're gonna hit a couple, but the biggest issue that I find with this team, or the one that I th- see as the issue, is like we spend a lot of money in the off season. And then you look at what we got for it. So Bogdan Bogdanovich, I think he's played. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's injured. I think he's, he's played like sixteen games. Uh, <laughs> we can play Tony Snell, who we got on injury. And uh, shout out to Alex, who made a solid Chris. point. Oh, we'll say what? No, I was saying, and I don't know. I was, I was saying, I thought oh, you was going to move to Dunn. Dunn had Chris to Dunn see Dunn is not going to play this year, up, probably. Probably not. And so the people we we picked up a bunch of injured players, and then with Tony Snell. Tony Snell should have been the caliber of player with the type of money we paid him to push for a starting spot. He he didn't have to be a starter, but he should be pushing for one so that your starters actually have to be better so that like he's not challenging anyone on that team for a starting spot. He's not challenging me, anyone on that team me, for a spot off the bench. So let like, me reiterate he, what's going on. I didn't mean to cut you off, but the, no, the you're playing good. style what the Hawks is – you said about Snell not competing for a starting position. You know what Snell does on a on a game to game basis? He posts up on that three point line. Yep. You cannot win just playing the three ball. You just can't, and that's what the Hawks do. 
They go and, out and, there. And, and to be really, hold on, not the banks. And to be realistic, man, percentage wise from the three point line, they're they're not that damn good. No. They're not good but from my the thing three point is, line. Why are you still posting up at the three point line? Like that's, that's your because that's all that's your Snell has. A, that's all Snell can do, and that's that's the point. He's he is a one dimensional. He's a three. He's a three. He's a three point shooter, and not a very good one. And he's a defender, also not a very good one. So like he, he's. <laughs> He's he's not pushing anyone for a spot, and if you give someone twelve mil, like the idea is, you are either going to be a, a fire plug off the bench, or again, if you in, in a spot that is a, a hugely contested spot, their their power forward, their front court is a very competitive spot. He should be fighting for a spot. Uh, someone should be pushing John Collins to be better because if we're being honest, John Collins is having a garbage year. And part of that okay. is because, like, why would he even try at this point? Okay, okay, okay. So, look, guys, so, look, I, we, I know we, we we could go on for another 10 minutes with this, but we're up against the mark. I know these Hawks have been breaking our hearts, man, and we we, we had high expectations. We had we high expectations. About about who, brought, who hearts they breaking? Oh, my God. Who we hearts they breaking? About can, can, we, can we hit Who hearts they breaking? I need, you to, I, need you to, I need you to make sure who hearts they breaking. They ain't breaking we mine. Gotta, we, we got to come back because we're up against the mark. So, look here. There's one other topic I want to talk about here just before we get off, man, because I know this this could get spirited and it could get really heated. And, Banks, I'm glad that you – they're not breaking your heart. So, <laughs> so look, so here's the other thing here. Coming up here next month, we got something that's really, really stupid. I'm going to have to get back on my soapbox again just to talk about this before we close this out. They had the bright-ass idea of having an all-star game. And of all places, during the pandemic, guess where they're going to have the all-star game at? Here in Atlanta, damn Georgia, Banks, if this ain't the dumbest thing I've heard of in a while, what, what in the hell is the NBA thinking about bringing a damn all-star game here? And then they want to get – and Adam Silver gets on TV and actually says, oh, well, this is just a made-for-TV event. We're not having any events open for the public, blah, blah, blah. This was the wrong damn city to have an all-star game in. It's, it's the wrong state, for that matter, the wrong governor, the wrong time. This is a damn – this is this is a nightmare. This is a damn pandemic super spreader nightmare in this month. Banks, what say you about this? Let me tell you something. No player wants to play this. Not one player. You right, it's the wrong state. It's the wrong time. It's just wrong all the way around. No one even thought about a freaking all-star game that you – the players don't want to play it. I mean, come on, give me a break. I mean, it's it's not even worth talking about. You're going to have nobody in, this, in the arena. You already got what, on a, on a regular years that they have it, is what, a, a glorified exhibition game that goes with Basically. the high 180s. They score one eighty to one ninety because there's no defense in the game at all. So what are they gonna do now? Just but 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 the, but the, 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 the thing the thing about the All Star game is it's it's not the damn actual game with the event. It's the it's the, the parties. It's all yeah. of the events around it. And this is a it's, dumb, irresponsible move for even trying to make an attempt of having who's this. Having because, a party. But, it's who's oh, having a party. Promoters are already foaming at oh, the mouth trying it. to have parties. Oh, but Jay, Jay, I'm gonna give you a little bit, man. We up against the market. I mean, How do you feel about I mean, this? I mean, honestly, uh, one of the things that I would say is that if you're talking about it from just a strictly business standpoint, it makes sense for the NBA to do this because they've had empty arenas, they're losing money, they're hemorrhaging. This satisfies a huge TV deal for them, and they make a ton of money off of having the game. Having said that, I value lives more than money, and I think it's bullshit that you uh, don't follow this, uh, that they don't feel the same way. The players are putting themselves at additional risk. And I know we like to pretend like the NBA is making all these precautions, but the truest, the greatest precaution would be to say, you know what, this year we're not having an all star game. You guys play till goddamn October. For in some case, for some of y'all, take a week off, take a break. Some of y'all have had COVID. Some of y'all have like had some real stress. Take a goddamn week off and just like we'll be let's back. Do, let's we can still do, name let's all do stars. A two K simulation. Do a two K yeah. simulation and let's call it a day. And we can still name all stars for contract ramifications because there are some players that get greater money if they do make an all star game. I think you can still name them. You can still have the voting. You can do the simulation like the NFL did, but ultimately, like the responsible thing to do here would be not to encourage people to gather because it's not just the players, it's the players' handlers, it's the coaches on the team who get selected, it's all the trainers, it's all the people that that make this possible, the cameramen, all these people are going to be sit- descending upon Atlanta 
from other places, bringing with them whatever they have and spreading it through Atlanta. And then whatever Atlanta has, they're taking it back home. And all, and, and all, like, all of this should be a all problem. The, all the thoughts coming through. All the thoughts. A lot of digressions. <laughs> Look, man, we had to mark. Mask on. That's all. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Oh, that should be your that's, And that's why you should be worried. <laughs> oh my god okay so we're at the mark of course we're at the mark and we could keep going on man this was a spirited conversation tonight on the podcast talking about atlanta sports man i appreciate you guys coming out as always uh once again man uh so jay uh frown town as always is is popping everybody go check out uh frown town over there jay anything else you got coming up here um i might have a show coming up on either friday or saturday of next week i am in negotiations with the producer on that now um it's negotiations because i'm trying to get paid but if that does happen check my social media it will be via zoom i'll post a link uh, i've been trying to post as soon as i get the information and then the day of but in most cases it's like two days apart so just uh follow me on social i'm adjective underscore j on on all socials and check them out. Uh, <laughs> I just realized it's uh it's uh it's it's uh, dot So check out the website as well. Yep. Jjonescomedy.com. Check them out there. As always, I appreciate you, Jay. Of course, you know, with the technical difficulties coming, ha- having to do this a second time around. Fingers crossed, hopefully we can get out audio for this and we can get it out tomorrow. Cause I got yeah. a long night ahead of me with this with the editing. <laughs> uh, banks <laughs> Banks <laughs> Banks, as always, man, I appreciate you coming through, man, to get to get here. I didn't mean to raise your blood pressure up tonight, but of course, you know, hey, sometimes the ticket got to, you, your heart got to take a little, you know, a little bit of this. So, Banks, man, tell tell, tell the people what you, how to, number one, how they can get in contact with you, man, and, and, and what, if you do have anything going on, man, let, let us let us know what's up. Well, first of all, you didn't raise my blood pressure. I'm just being me at Atlanta Sports. But you can find me on Baby Banks 80 on the gram and Twitter and Antoine Jarrell Banks on Facebook. And as of now, um, I'm just laying low, brother. I'm just doing me until the next go around. Drinking say and being happy. So You got that right. You got that right. <laughs> As always, man, you can always check out the show um, on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at the Leo G Show the number one. That's at the Leo G Show the number one on Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook, the Leo G Show. Like, follow, and subscribe. It doesn't cost you a dime. It doesn't cost you a pen. Just follow, like, and subscribe to Leo G Show on Facebook. Um, also, you can get at me at my uh, personal Twitter account. That's at Southern Set. Uh, like, uh, hit me up uh, at Southern Set. And also, like I said, uh, hit up uh, at uh, jjonescomedy.com and hit up uh, at the adjective underscore j frown town is what's up we got a couple of other podcasts that um that i'm gonna be a part of as well jay so we're gonna be on the lookout for that and we're just gonna continue to do what we do this has been another edition of the leo g show we appreciate it we hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll be back thank you